It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Orlando Magic win again. Is this allowed? I'm, 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 I'm still not quite sure how this works. Why this week for the Orlando Magic was such a good one. And yeah, we got to start talking about Franz Wagner. Let's get to it. It's Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is December 10th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we get another win. The Orlando Magic continue to learn really valuable lessons, continue to put them in practice, continue to put all the pieces together that we've wanted to see, continue to look a little more consistent. We'll get into some of the some of the details of the game Coming up here in just a moment. Plus, Franz Wagner. Like, that's that's all that needs to be said. Franz Wagner is just just really, really good at basketball. And, and the Magic have to do more to keep him being really good at basketball. But before we get into that, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. The lesson uh, the, that was that was bad. Uh, the lesson for this week for the Orlando Magic has been consistency. Um, this is the the white whale for the this, this young Orlando Magic team. Um, you know, you hear me say this all the time during during the regular season, at least. Now, the regular season is about what can you do every single night? What can you rely on on a back-to-back on a Tuesday in January? What, 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 can, what can you do that will get you through the season? Um, if there's one, you know, this, this opponent, the Toronto Raptors, are a great test for this young Magic team because the Raptors are very much kind of the model of the team Magic ultimately want to be. Um, they're, they're kind of the team that, you know, that's where Jeff Fultman came from. But they're, they're, they're a team that's very set in their identity and know who they are and know what they do really, really well. And that was on display in this game. Every time the Magic made a turnover, the Raptors made them pay for it. Um, and and so, you know, you just it came down to the to the end of this game. It was just like the Magic just cannot turn the ball over uh, and they can't foul. Um, you know, those were the two things that, that, that the team struggled with uh, throughout the game. Uh, but the Raptors know exactly who they are. And, 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 you know, it's not unexpected that this Magic team doesn't know who it is yet. It's not unexpected that this Magic team still is feeling its way out and trying to figure out who it is, especially because they've had so many injuries and so many guys in and out of the lineup and because they have so many young players who don't know what it takes to win in this league quite yet. It takes veterans to teach young teams how to do these things, and, and the Magic don't have those, so all they, all they can rely on is experience. 
this has been a this has been a week that's tested the Magic's process and tested the Magic's commitment to each other and to this team. While fans have been quick to shout about Jamal Mosley and 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 complain about some of the things that he's been doing, you look at this team and, and you can see that they're still committed to what they're trying to do and they understand that it is a process to get better at it, to improve and to take these next steps. Monday night against the Milwaukee Bucks was certainly a night that could have broken this team. They played really well in that game. They sucked to their game plan. They executed it well. They found themselves down. They came back and they still lost. And it wasn't enough. And certainly early in that game Wednesday against the Clippers, it looked like the Magic had let go of the rope when they fell down by 18 points. But... In that instance, too, Orlando stuck to the game plan. They stuck to their system. They stuck to what they believe will work down the road. And you saw them whittle that lead down. You saw them take that lead. You saw them take control of that game and win it in overtime. That's confirmation of belief. And that again, that's why that game was so big. And it's why I, I said throughout the early part of the week, the most important game for the Orlando Magic after that Milwaukee game was the Clippers game because... Now you got to carry over what you did well and try and get a win. So I'll say this here. The most important game after that Clippers game was Friday's game against Toronto because now you won. Now you got to do it again. And so that's why this is such a great week because not only did the effort and the attention to detail largely, their mistakes still, let's, let's, not, let's not get it twisted, but largely carry over from game to game to game to game. The Magic played really well on Friday night. They took an early lead. They were up by, what, 14 points, I think, early early in this game. They took a 20-point lead in the third quarter. The Magic, again, did so many things well. The ball moved, uh, getting finding the open shooter. They protected the ball. They didn't turn the ball over a ton. They did, but they didn't turn it over a ton in ways that hurt them. They defended really well, limiting the Raptors to mid-range shots and keeping them out of the paint, which is, I think, the big defensive goal at the moment. The Magic did all the things that they are supposed to do. And yes, there are still struggles. They fouled too much. You know, they did start to turn the ball over. The bench lineups don't quite gel the same way that the start, that the starting group did. Um, they haven't been able to put together kind of a complete game between their bench and their starters. Um they froze Franz out. We'll get to that here in a minute. Um, when they needed to get to the, get to their star player a little bit more, um, they 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 struggled sometimes with the Raptors' pressure, and so maybe it is a little bit about the Raptors and their attention to detail. But the Magic were all there, and even after giving up a twenty point lead, even after falling behind by a point or, or trailing for a little bit or or, 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 t- or leading the game tied, the Magic who have struggled late in games made plays they had to make to win it. And again, it, it yes, I'm impressed with Franz Wagner's put back with 30 seconds left that that gave the Magic the lead for good. That gave the Magic a one-point lead. And, and you know, again, a, a moment, uh, a, a time where that's a, that's a play that the Magic don't make earlier in the season. That's a play that a young team loses because they're a young team. And they're discouraged by losing a big lead. We could argue about whether it should have been Markel Fultz taking the shot. Everyone seemed to suggest that that was a play for Markel to take that shot. Um, but we can't argue that Franz had the will 
to make sure Orlando won this game. And, and, and that's important to see too. But to me, it was the defensive plays that followed. The trap on Pascal Siakam along the baseline. I've been very critical of Bol Bol's defense. Bol Bol was in his spot early to cut off Siakam's drive. The help was there early. You want to be early on that help, on that baseline help. Was able to stop him, get that trap, get that timeout, and then Orlando was eventually able to get the stop. Um, again, the mat, like the numbers won't show it because Toronto shot really well. And, and yes, I agree the fouling was a problem. The Magic's defense was really good. Um, the Raptors, outside of transition play uh, and the fouling, took the shots the Magic wanted, wanted them to take. Um, mid-range shots, floaters. You know, again, rebounding is still a bit of an issue, but it's a largely good game for Orlando. I, I, I really can't be too upset because the Magic are starting to do the things that we imagined they would do. Now, should it have taken a quarter of the season to get there? I think some lineup stability has helped with this. Um, you know, not having guys constantly in and out of the lineup, not having to worry about who's out every night. You know, the five guys that are out are still critical players and, and they'll get integrated back eventually, but this was big. And it was big to see this team build upon what they've done so well. Of course, now the trick is you got to do it again. And you got to do it every night. And that's what this young team has to learn. And so this was a good week because the Magic seemed to at least have perceived that this is a lesson they have to learn. We're going to talk about Franz Wagner because we are not talking enough about Franz Wagner. We'll get to him coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Masterclass. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best artists, icons, and leaders anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. You can learn how to shoot from Stephen Curry. You can learn how to improve your writing skills from the Duffer Brothers, the writers of Stranger Things. Or you can learn any number of things from, from, the, great, from the great minds and from the great people in their fields. With more than 180 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. And really, it's not even about learning how to shoot with Stephen Curry. It's it's more learning about the, the thought process of what makes people great. Yeah, like, yes, we all want to be able to shoot threes like Stephen Curry, but it's the preparation and the time and the training that teaches you how to be great in your own field and in your own, own life. I highly recommend you check it out. This holiday, give the perfect gift of an annual Masterclass membership and get one free. So go to masterclass.com slash locked on today. That's masterclass.com slash locked on today to take care, take advantage of this awesome deal. Terms do apply. Check it out today. Masterclass.com slash locked on. Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. So you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. We all know, we all have a LinkedIn. Our parents required us to get one. But LinkedIn is one of the largest professional uh, networks out there. I know my sister used it to help her get her job. And so it can help you get yours too. So if you're looking to hire, add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring throughout your network and let your network do the work for you. 
Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. So finish the year strong. Find the right team member to help you do just that. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Supposed to drop for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. We want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic your first listen today. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Lockdown can provide. Lockdown Sports Today available on this app Monday through Friday, uh, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So there's one thing we do need to talk about um, beyond just how much better this team is playing and, and how much this team seems to have figured some of these pieces out and this consistency piece out at least for the week. Um being at home helps. Let's let's not let's not get ourselves Orlando has just one win at one win on the road. I think they're five and nine at home. So not again, not unsurprising for a young team. But we need to talk about Franz Wagner. Um because Franz Wagner continues to take massive steps forward. Uh, and 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 it's very easy to kind of take this for granted. And take for granted what Franz is doing and not step back and appreciate what a special thing he's doing, what the special thing he he is doing. Um, because so much of it just feels normal. Franz finished uh, Friday's game with 34 points, 12 for 15 shooting, 2 for 4 from deep, 8 for 8 from the foul line, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, just 1 turnover, and added 2 steals for good measure. He had 32 points with 7 minutes to go in the third quarter. And we will get into the heinous crime of him not touching the ball very much, um, touching the ball very much uh, in a little bit. But the way he got his 32 points was just outstanding. Um, it was those step-through moves that he has become so good at. Um, there's one step-through move in the third quarter where he squeezed between, I think it was OG Ananobi and Chris Boucher. And I have no clue how he thought that that was a hole he could get through. But he stepped through it, got the foul, got the basket. And, you know, again, gave the Magic, I think at the time, an 18-point lead or a 17-point lead that became an 18-point lead at the foul line. He had several of those moves. And with Toronto's length and size, they're usually pretty good at cutting those off. But Wagner consistently found space and consistently got to the basket. He's not settling for jumpers a ton. Like, yeah, he had a deep three um, in the first quarter that was definitely a heat check that he made. But he's not pulling up for jumpers. He is getting all the way to the basket pretty consistently. And, you know, there's a little bit of me that thinks his, his numbers at the rim are starting to come down to earth. And then he has a game like this. The fact is, Wagner is very, very good. Uh, and, you know, while even Wagner said after the game, like he took advantage of ball reversals to kind of get that space and get that downhill run, which is fine. You know, like, again, that's, that's how this magic offense is supposed to work. Someone drives, kick it back out, around the perimeter, either get a three, get another drive. It, that's how this offense is supposed to work. It's supposed to be that kind of free-flowing offense. That's an offense that Wagner really thrives in. And 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 so, to, you know, to me, you know, I, I used to say that, I used to say back in the day that Aaron Gordon was kind of the temperature check of this offense. Franz Wagner, it, it, he could force his offense a little bit more than, than AG could. But 
Franz Wagner is very much a temperature check of the offense. If the ball is moving, if the ball is hopping around, it's probably finding its way to Franz Wagner. And so again, this kind of performance, this kind of play is a signal, is a symbol of Wagner taking that step. Of Wagner being a, a force offensively. And it's, it's it, again, it, it's not something we should ignore. It's not something that we should dismiss so easily and, and, and kind of push to the side. This was Franz Wagner at his absolute best. In his bag, getting to the basket. Hitting some mid-range jumpers. Hitting some threes. Doing whatever the team needed to do to win. But, but most importantly, it's that competitive edge that we know Franz has. That pushed the Magic to a win. The Magic won this game because of Franz Wagner's shot. His last shot of the game. His only shot in the fourth quarter. He's one for one in the fourth quarter somehow. His only shot in the fourth quarter. A put-back basket where he won an offensive rebound off a miss in a critical juncture that gave Orlando the lead for good. Look, Orlando does have to do a better job getting him the ball. There's, there's no denying that. There's no getting around that. Um, Orlando has to understand how good he is, and that was a problem last year. And, and Franz sometimes I think can be a little, little too passive in demanding the ball. And, and I, again, give Toronto credit; they they denied him the ball really well. They 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 did what Toronto does. They used their length to really bother him. But Franz Franz is kind of really starting to set the tone for this team. You know, he's. Clearly playing through an injury. Um, he's he's just really incredible. And Orlando did a really good job balancing their flurries between Franz and Paolo, and both had had their stretches where they played really, really well. But Franz right now is the dude. And Orlando has to keep finding ways to keep him involved. They've done a very good job of that the last few games when he struggled and still found some some pockets in the fourth quarter to get himself going. You know, he's still, he like, his bad games are still 20-point games. They're still 15, 16-point games. But this, this like, he is playing through impossible holes. This guy is, this guy is that dude. Really no other way to say it. This guy is that dude. And there's a whole lot more for this guy to, to discover and to do. So, again, it's really easy when you see a player every single night doing the same things every single night. Don't take Franz Wagner for granted. He is very, very good and deserves at least a little bit of our appreciation. We're going to go through the final box score when we come back, talk a little bit about more of the other performances for this team. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. 
Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's go through that final box score real fast as the Orlando Magic defeat the Toronto Raptors 113-109. to The Magic taking the lead 111-109 on a putback by Franz Wagner with, with I think it was seven seconds left. Um, just a real, or uh, 30 seconds left, about something like that. Um, just a really, uh, again, a really good performance from the Orlando Magic. They played really, really well. They had mistakes. They played through them. They fought through them. They gave themselves the chance to win, and, and, they, and they took advantage of it at the end. Um, so just a lot of really good things. A lot of things that they still need to work on. We'll get to those here in a minute. But, we'll, you know, we started with Franz, 34 points, 12 for 15, shooting 2 for 4 from deep, 8 for 8 from the foul line. He was fantastic. So was Paolo Bancaro. 23 points, 8 for 11, shooting 6 for 7 uh, from the foul line, four, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. He did have 3 turnovers as well. But when Franz wasn't scoring, Paolo was. And Paolo did, did such a good job getting to the basket too. Um, You know, that's like... Paolo and Franz work really, really well together. Um, that was like something I was thinking about a lot at the end of the game is they both play off each other really well. Um, they know how to stay out of each other's way on drives. You know, they're both capable passers and, and it'll come where they'll be able to dish the ball out to them to each other on the perimeter um, and kind of build off of that attack too. You know, they have a good point guard in Markel Fultz who's really able to manage the games well. Um, th- they do a lot of really good things together. Uh, and... I'm 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 I was really impressed with. He really handled the, the Raptors' length well. Got to the basket. More importantly, he's. I think he said this uh, after the Milwaukee game. His focus was on the defensive end. He's really taking ownership on the defensive end. He's had his defensive struggles this year, but he's really starting to take ownership, especially on the defensive glass and on the defensive end, and is playing a lot better. Again, is there more he can do? Absolutely, but he is really starting to kind of fi- figure himself out and, and get comfortable in this league and and and. That's obviously really important, but he is finding ways to make an impact. And again, just really, really impressive game from him. Let's talk about the point guards. Markel Fultz, 15 points, 6 for 9 shooting, 3 for 3 from deep, just the second time in his career he has made three three-pointers in a game. Three rebounds, five assists, he did have three turnovers. Um, Markel, I thought, did a really good job managing this game. Um, this did a really good job kind of keeping the team going, finding the right guys. The Magic really struggled with him out, out of the game. Uh, he was plus 12 for the game, plus minus. Um, we'll get to Cole Anthony and, and his mixed bag of a game at minus 15. Um, Markel just really managed this game exceptionally well. Um, I disagree with the play call that that called for Markel to get a shot at the end of the game, to get the game-winning shot, but I also didn't hate the shot. Um, that is a shot that Markel Fultz can take, that that kind of stop, turnaround, fadeaway jumper. That is a shot Markel Fultz is very comfortable taking. So I, I didn't necessarily mind that shot, and who knows, he might have been billipsing it. Um a billups is when you take a shot knowing your offensive rebounder is in position to get the offensive rebound, so you take a quick shot um, to, 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 to take advantage of that. Um, but but um, but that's a shot he can make, and if that's the only mistake that I have for him from this game, I, I'm going to be pretty happy with that. Um, there was just a constant, steady drumbeat with Fultz, and, and I think he did a really good job managing game, getting guys in the right spots, and, and just kind of keeping the pace up for Orlando and in Orlando's favor and in Orlando's control. That's that's kind of the worry when you play too fast with a young team. 
as the game gets ragged and, and, and a little disjointed, and, and I don't think Orlando can thrive there, but Fultz does a really good job playing fast but playing under control, and, and, and that's that's a really big thing. Let's talk about Cole Anthony. Uh, Cole Anthony scored 18 of the Magic's 20 points off the bench, 7 for 10 shooting, 3 for 5 from deep. Five assists for him. Uh, that stuff's really, really good. Uh, so, you know, Cole... Cole, I think he's getting comfortable in this bench role. Um, you know, his shooting's been inconsistent, but he'll get there. He's still coming back from the injury, too. Um, this game, the Magic could rely on him to hit shots, and he hit some big ones for Orlando in this one. Having said that, four turnovers was big. The Magic's offense didn't flow as well as it could have. There were a few opportunities where he took a tough shot instead of passing out to uh, the open man. Now, he might he made those tough shots in this game, so you, you don't complain too much about it. But there are a few reads that I saw where it's just like, okay, there's there's a guy open at the perimeter. Get the easy shot. Make the pass for the easy shot. Don't go for the tough shot. Don't make it harder on yourself. Um, some of that's trust for sure. The Magic's bench group didn't didn't play particularly well. Mo Bamba was the only other player off the bench that scored, and he only had two points. Um, you know, he did have 13 rebounds, so give give Mo credit there. Uh, but Cole's Cole's still working on learning the point guard things. Um, that's why he's probably better coming off the bench at this juncture. Um, he does give that team the, the team that stability as a ball handler, but he's a scorer first, and and you do have to do have to kind of recognize that, and be cognizant of that when he's out there. It costs the team some big moments. Uh, essentially, Orlando won the minutes their starters were in, and lost the minute their bench was in. Um, every starter had a plus minus of greater than plus five. Um, outside of Kevon Harris, every bench player had a negative plus minus. Um, Kevon Harris was plus eight in seven and, and almost seven and a half minutes. Um, Kevon Harris is. Kevon Harris is a good find, guys. Like, uh, you know, you don't want to use him too much, but he's a good find. Um, so I, I think this is going to be something to continue to watch is this bench starter balance. And again, it's not unexpected. The Magic are down five players still, five rotation players still. Um, and they're, you know, they're a young team. They're going to they're gonna have these problems. Um, other players, Mo Wagner, solid game, 11 points, 4 for 11 shooting. Um, he got the call on Pascal Siakam. And, and while, yes, Pascal Siakam had 36 points, um, I thought he did a good job on Siakam. Um, the goal was to make Siakam a jump shooter. The Magic largely did that. He was 13 for 27 from the floor, uh, 2 for 9 from deep. Did get to the line for 9 free throws, 8 for 9 from the foul line. We'll get to the foul line here in a minute. Uh, 9 rebounds, 7 assists for Siakam. I thought Mo did a good job keeping him on the perimeter, making him take runners, t- making him take jumpers. Um, that that was That was a big part of the strategy for the Magic. And so, you know, I think... I think, yes, Siakam did end up scoring a lot. There's a lot in transition that came later. Uh, but I think Orlando was very good at its game plan of keeping him on the perimeter, keeping him shooting those mid-range jumpers. And if he makes some, you live with it. Um, you know, I, I said this throughout the course as Toronto was making its comeback in the second quarter. Toronto is making the shots the Magic want them taking. Um, and so you live with that. You can live with you can live with that knowing that the numbers are going to even out at the end. Um, they, they Maybe they didn't quite even out in this game because Orlando still shot blistering pace, but um, you know those numbers are going to even out at the end as long as you don't make the mistakes. And again, I think that's that's the key here. Uh, Bull Bull with 10 points, 4 for 6 shooting for him. A solid game as well for Bull. Again, loved his defense. I've been critical of his defense. He was in his spots early. That that play at the end of the game um, at, when the Magic were up 1, Bull got 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 made got the help early. You want to be early on your help. Got the help early. Forced Pascal Siakam into a trap. Forced him to call a timeout. Just a really really nice play. That that's a play that will not go recognized. Um, but that was that was just a great instinctual play from Bull Bull. Um, a play that he wasn't making earlier in the season. Now if he's consistently making that kind of play, the Magic defense is going to be a whole lot better. 
Orlando shot exceptionally well, 59.2% from the floor, 10 for 26 from beyond the arc, 19 for 21 from the foul line. Just a really solid game on that front. Um, But here's the problem. 20 turnovers uh, leading to 20 Toronto points. Toronto is number one team in forcing turnovers, number one team in points off turnovers. Not surprising to see them see them having that much success. Uh, Toronto with 26 fast break points. Uh, those are the kind of ga- those are the kind of scoring. That's the kind of scoring that eliminates your your field goal percentage advantage. Um, Orlando shooting 59.2 percent. Toronto shooting 42.4 percent. Again, Orlando defended really well. Toronto shoots 42.4 percent, 36 for 85, so 14 more shot attempts for the Raptors. 10 for 35 from beyond the arc. Orlando did a lot of things really, really well, but turnovers are, are how you keep a team in the game. And turnovers are what Toronto thrives on. So the Magic have to be better protecting the ball. They have to be a little bit more focused on that front. And they got to be more focused with the fouling. Again, Orlando makes up for its field goal field goal disadvantage, for its three-point disadvantage by winning the paint. They won the paint 50-40, to 40, a really good sign, a really good... Again, That's a, when the Magic score 50 points in the paint, they're going to win most games. Um, 50 to 40 in the paint. That's that's just fa- that's fantastic defense. That's fantastic offense. Um, but you give up 33 free throw attempts. Toronto shoots 27 for 33. That that's the formula for Orlando to make up for its three point deficit. That's how Toronto made up for its three point. It's it's shooting deficit in this game. They got to the foul line. A lot of them were silly fouls. A lot of them were were inattentive fouls. Yes, the officiating I didn't think was that great. Um, Orlando committed 27 personal fouls to so Toronto 17. Considering Orlando is a team that lives in the paint, they had 34. There's 71 shots in the paint. So 34, 34 field goals in the paint plus 26 three-point attempts. They're not living in that mid-range. They are they are getting to the basket. Um it, I find it I find it very odd that a team that is that, you know, again, shoots 21 free throws. It's not like Orlando didn't get to the foul line, but is one of the best teams at getting to the foul line in the league, isn't getting the foul calls. That that it, it, it does feel a little fishy. But Orlando is still able to survive it, still able to make good things happen, still able to put themselves in a great position to win this game, and they go out and win it. Some things to clean up for sure, but that's to be expected with such a young team. The Orlando Magic defeat the Toronto Raptors 113-109, back in action again against Toronto on Sunday at the Amway Center. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcasts. Switch your tune in Himalaya, Google, or Spotify, Odyssey. And all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. With the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter, at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast every Monday through Friday, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this is Phil Brosnan Wright. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.